audio is recording. Welcome to No Instructions number nine. I'm Bob. And I'm Josh. And yeah, hey, what's up? Hey, dude. Nothing. Just, you know, had a busy day working mm-hmm. with you. You're looking tan. <laughs> no, thanks. We did spend a long time outside today, which was fun, but also really hot. Mm-hmm. And I had to change my shirt before the live stream today. I'm still in my smelly shirt. Hmm. Gross. It's not too bad. Gross. Yeah. Smelling yourself on the podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me, I just scarfed down some crackers too, so my throat's all dry. So we've got uh, smelling your disgusting self, mm-hmm. um, clogging up your throat with cheese crackers. Cheese crackers. We're <clears throat> playing with noisy toys. What yeah. else can we do for an audio podcast? I don't know. Hey, we are definitely going. Oh, well, the fans are spinning up on the laptop. Do we have a washboard that we could use? No. But we could do this in the background the whole time. Mm. That should make people happy. Uh, there were a few people that were complaining, actually. Not complaining. Had comments about? Had comments okay. about the um, microphones being on the table. Yeah. But the thing is, I haven't listened to every second of every show. But I, like, okay. Is, but is that really that bad? I don't know. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, in this... It may... Listening to some of the comments, like I'm, I'm internalizing them because sometimes I turn away from the mic when I'm doing something, right? And it's really hard to hear. So I don't know if that's uh, on the table. Maybe it could be for noise resonation or like the percussion, or if it's just if we had booms, they'd be closer to our face. That's possible. Yeah, but they would also be in the way, which I think is why we didn't do it in the first place. I think we tried that. I could be wrong. I don't I'm, think we. I don't remember. Well, anyway. It's not something I'm a big fan of, but maybe we'll try it out. Um, very professional. Fraser Crane had one. Fraser Crane. Yep. Well, uh, and uh, Roz, was that her name? Mm-hmm. Roz. Good old Roz. I like Roz. You, we have the perfect setup to have like a Roz <clears throat> in yeah. there right behind, behind the glass. Yeah, that's true. That could just like do awkward hand signals to us. We need to make a Robo Roz. <laughs> just like, <laughs> just does this. Just, just and then the this. Thumbs. Like cut it off. No more of that. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, we'll, we'll maybe get on that. That'd Sweet. be an excellent project. Still working on Voltron. Yeah. Did you did you sneak in here and work on it at all? Well, this is hmm. uh, cheater. No cheater. I started doing this the, at the last episode, and then we cut it off. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll just stop with these like six pieces that I put together. So I didn't sneak in here. I think I've been pretty good. <laughs> We've been busy. <laughs> we have been really busy. And there are kids right above us. The the noise and stuff, that's just part of life. Yep. This happens when my kids are home from school usually. and So sorry about that, but that's just kind of the way it is. Um, yeah, we have been busy, and we have not gotten in here to record as early in the week as we have in the past. Mm-mm. And Which is not like on a set day. No. It just kind of happened the yeah. same day, I think, for a couple of weeks in a row. So I I was thinking about something the other day. Um, My wife and I have been watching Cloak and Dagger, Mm -hmm. which is actually has nothing to do with what I was going to talk about. But um, wow, they are they are like rolling around upstairs. Gymnastics class apparently is in session. But we anyway we've been watching this show and there's only like ten episodes, but we've been sitting down several nights in a row because it's it's pretty good. We liked it and we want to finish it because it was also going to expire from Hulu. So it was like. We have a couple of days. Let's power through it. So while I'm sitting down, oh my goodness, I may have to actually ask them to chill out a little bit. 
um, while we were setting down uh, to watch it, I was like, I'd kind of like to do a Lego set. I should go get mm-hmm. my uh, my big snow speeder, pull it mm-hmm. out, and start working on it. And then I was torn. Ooh. Like, do I want to work on that on my own? Do I want to save that for the podcast? But then I'm like, we have tons of Lego sets to do. Oh, we really do. And models. I have models I'd like to do. Mm-hmm. So... I wasn't torn for very long. Uh, <laughs> but for a minute, I was like, huh, that's kind of weird. Should I save it? That's funny. I had the exact same scenario with my uh, the scout trooper on the speeder bike. I was mm-hmm. like, I kind of want to put that together. Because I didn't have... I don't remember what we were doing. I sat down to watch TV with Tiff, and I was trying to find Cloak and Dagger because it's a Marvel property, right? Mm-hmm, it is. So I assumed it was on Netflix and couldn't find it, so I thought it was removed. But I don't see why it was removed because it was kind of new. And so I think we stopped, and I don't remember what we ended up watching. Yeah. But I was like, I could maybe put that together. It'd be nice. But it's it's a big project, and it was late, and I can't do the the periodic building that you can do. Yeah. So yeah, I would be up until one or two in the morning putting that together. <laughs> and then my wife conveniently reminded me that I have actual building projects in our house that need to be done. <laughs> you have real homework to yeah. do. Um, so Cloak and Dagger is on, would not to be confused with the movie Cloak and Dagger, which we talked about mm-hmm. in a previous episode. Um, it is on Hulu because it was on Freeform, the channel Freeform, which I think used to be ABC Family, and it got changed Mm. to, you know, it wasn't a Netflix property. Um, And so it was a show that they just kind of put together. Do you know anything about those characters at all? Nope. Okay. I won't spoil anything. I'll try not to. But let me explain a little bit about what they were. So when I was a kid, I wasn't huge into comic books, but I did have a smattering. They're actually right there. That is all of my comic books. All of them. That's a respectable amount. Yeah. Well, For some, I mean, that's I think more than a smattering. That's that's a they're they're still in plastic, and they yes. have a dedicated organized bin. Yes, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um. But I didn't like. I didn't have them. I'm getting way off topic. I didn't get them all throughout growing up. It was like there was a period of a, a couple of years where mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I like comic books, huh? Look at that. And then I would buy uh, mostly Batman. Yeah. I had a bunch of Batman. <clears throat> um. Man, we should talk about some of those because there's some really cool miniseries, Batman miniseries, that are way off the range, like stuff you would not expect. That's super like the cool. laughing Batman, mm-hmm. the one that looks like Joker's head. I don't know that one. Yeah, it's crazy. Look, I'm seeing a lot of statues of it. There's one called Man. Okay, Cloak and Dagger. We, yeah, it, we'll, right, we'll get back it. to some time in the future. We'll talk about Batman. Um, so I was sick. I had my appendix taken out in fifth grade. Hmm. Get really sick. Took me to the hospital. Like, it was one of those all-of-a-sudden kind of things. And so then, at that time, when you had your appendix taken out, you were in the hospital for a while. Yeah. At least a week, maybe longer. Now it's like they plop it out and you go back to school (laughs) in the afternoon. Um, So I was in the hospital for a while. I got stapled up. Five staples across my stomach. Wow. And about a a two-and-a-half-inch scar. It's still there. Sorry, the cheese is in my throat. Cheese. <clears throat> I apologize. There's our there's our title right there. <laughs> Jesus in my throat. So, anyway, my mom got me some comic books randomly, not stuff that I knew of. She just went and picked up some comic books and brought them home. One of them was 
fant- not fantastic stories. It had a name. It was a mini series, mm-hmm. and it had a name like Fantastic Stories, but it was something else. But it was a crossover of Doctor Strange and Cloak and Dagger. First okay. time I had been exposed to any of those characters at all. And I liked it, so I ended up getting the next two or three of them as well. And I, I'm pretty sure it was like a four-part miniseries, or, mm-hmm. so I'm, I don't know that I have them all. But anyway, that was my first introduction to both things. And Cloak and Dagger are kind of more in the the magic realm. The mystical? Yeah, the mystical universe. Okay. Um, and from the... I, it's been so long since I read those that I honestly don't even remember how they got their powers. I couldn't quite remember what their powers were. I just remember that Cloak is this dude in a black cloak, or it's kind of this purpley blue cloak, and it's just huge, and it can grow. Like and Spawn's cape? I don't really know a lot about Spawn, okay. honestly. Um, but it's just this big cloak, and there's nothing in it. He's like a face in a cloak. Hmm. And it can get huge, and it can reach through, and it can like pull stuff in and make it disappear. Hmm. He's like this big cloak. <clears throat> Dagger. Uh, so he was. he's a black guy, too. She's a white girl, and she's also like blonde. Her suit is like this white in the comics it was like this white cat suit with like a big cross cut into the chest so you could see her cleavage and stuff like totally wouldn't happen now um and she throw well i mean it might but she throws light daggers they're like glowing dagger thingies yeah and that's like all i could remember about them like i don't know why they do that i don't know how they interact together they just happen to be a team i couldn't <laughs> remember if they were in love yeah they were just there so <clears throat> They said, found out, or I found out they were going to make a TV show about it. I'm like, oh, that that could be cool. Probably won't, because how do you make a TV show about a girl in a cat suit that shoots, throws light knives, and a dude who's basically a big dark spot? That's yeah. like his thing. Um, and then I found out it was about teenagers. They were making them teenagers, and I'm like, oh, Smallville, this is going to be awful. And so I went into it. Diehard Smallville fans. I didn't hate Smallville. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not just saying that. But it's like it was definitely more along the uh, soap opera mm-hmm. end of things. The teen right? drama. Teen drama. That's teen a good way to say it. With yeah. superheroes. And it had its moments. I like some of Smallville. But I was expecting like, oh, well, okay, well, they're going to make like a teenage, like a high school thing, and they happen to have some powers or something. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised that that didn't happen. Hmm. Good. I mean, they are teenagers. Right. There is some school stuff and some relationship stuff in it. There's but ang- it, angst. There's angst. But it's pretty well placed. Like, they're angsty for a reason. Yeah. And in the first episode, you find out, like, oh, wow, these people are pretty messed up. And I understand why they're messed up. <laughs> and so it's, you know, it's not just like, ooh, man, my life is so hard because I didn't have any Pop-Tarts this morning. Yeah. It's like Mom. some pretty serious stuff. Hmm. Um, so anyway... <clears throat> I, I recommend it. It's not a great show. Yeah. It's not going to change your life. I don't think it's as good as like, like I really like the Daredevil show. Me too. Yeah. So it's not like that. Okay. It's definitely not the hard, mature, you know, Netflix, Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. But it is more mature than what like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something like that. It's going to be on one of the major networks. Yeah. Language is more. It's got drug use. It's got some sexy type stuff in it. It's definitely not something I would let my kids watch, 
but it's good. It's good. It's 10 episodes. They're about an hour long each. But you so got to watch them quick, though. I think they expire before the show will be out. Aww. So, yeah. I'm sure they'll come back. And they totally set it up for a second season. I don't know if they're making one, but it was pretty cool. Um, you know, the the guy that plays Cloak, I think is a pre- I think he's in I get the feeling that he's a young actor. And so he probably has some room to grow, but he did a pretty good job. Um the girl that plays Dagger is a little uh I don't know. She's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of a good way to She wasn't bad. She's basic. She has like a She doesn't stand out. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I'm not there's not, it's not like I'm trying to avoid saying something bad. I just can't think of a good way to say like she did a pretty good job. Yeah. You know, it's like So, she represented her character adequately. She did the job okay. that she was paid to do. And I mean, I'm sure her parents are proud. Yeah, probably. And she should be proud of her work. She did a good job. <laughs> anyway, that's all I have to say about that. What do you have? What have you been watching? What have you been doing? What have you been watching? Um, we just restart stuff. Like, we're those those people that memes are made out of. Like, okay, that thing is over. Like, let's watch Friends again. Or really? let's watch The Office, like, 50 times. I don't think I've ever gone back through a series. It's comforting. Because some of them hold up. Is it like... Is it stuff that you've not watched long enough that you've forgotten the details? And so it's like, oh, I remember. Oh, this is cool. Like, like that kind seeing, of a feeling. Like, like you had a really good time. Like you're one of your childhood friends. Not necessarily childhood, but like you had a really good friend that was like, you had this weird connection to, and they moved away. Mm-hmm. And then every time you get back, it's like, it's the same thing all over again. Like you, you never miss oh. a beat. Yeah. Yep. That's me and Dwight Schrute and Michael <laughs> Scott. <laughs> They're always there for you. Yeah. They're... Their jokes are not overt. It's low, super subtle, like pay yeah. attention humor, which is my kind of humor. And that's kind of rare to find because it's not slapstick. It's not Kramer like busting through the door with wild hair or like it's it's subtle and it's subtle on purpose. Hmm. And I like it. It's it's funny. And you, you could you could notice something new every time you watch it in that same kind of regard because things are not so overt. There's not one joke taking up the entirety of yeah, like a, a an act mm-hmm. it's there's a little stuff going on that you probably missed i could see the office being one like that in well, parks and rec yeah and so yeah. we we have started rewatching the new girl oh yeah and it's the same thing like there's lots of silly little things that you probably didn't notice the first time but it's easier to do that with a movie because it's like two hours that you can just rewatch and <laughs> yeah. notice all those little nuances rather than like a five season TV show. So when you restart stuff like that, do you complete it or do you guys get partially into it and then like move on to something else new? I usually complete it. Really? And then do something new. <clears throat> and then once that new thing is over, like we watched, um, Ozark. You ever watch Ozark on Netflix? I've heard of it, but I know it's, I it's pretty, uh, it is heavily adult themed. Hmm. Okay. Like, I feel almost kind of a little debaucherous, like watching it. Yeah. But it's it's intriguing. But with something that heavy, or like when we finish watching Daredevil, like something that impactful, like we'll watch like a new series that's like, man, yeah, that made me question, or like, man, I'm like exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Emotionally, it's good to have 
A little little Jim and Pam, yeah. like flirtatious looking <laughs> yeah. every once in a while. That, well, I mean, we do that where, yeah, at the end of like any of the Marvel series, you're like, good grief, the Punisher. Like, ugh, I could stand to not watch people die for quite yeah. a while. You, just, you need to hit kind yeah. of emotional pause for a second. But I've never thought of going back to something. I always just like look for another. That's how we started watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It was like we got hmm. done with, I think it was the Punisher. And I was like, man, I, we got to watch something fun because that, <laughs> yep. that junk is heavy. And uh, then we found Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is fantastic. When I was deployed, someone turned me on to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And that show is raunchy. Mm. Flat out. It's a raunchy, like, non-PC show. But it's written really well. And I think that's what I, I really like. Really fun, smart, like, interactive kind of dialogue. I don't like Friends as much where it's just, like, cheap, like, laugh track yeah, jokes. Right. Like, there's a couple little jokes in Friends that I thought were kind of funny. But... Sunny in Philadelphia, like, it's it's a, a debauch. I don't say that word twice, but, like, it's a raunchy show. Yeah. But it's written really, really well. Mm. And it's the same with Letterkenny. Like, we watched Letterkenny. I think there's two episodes. It's a Canadian TV show. The writing is phenomenal. Hmm. The jokes are quick. They are in a series. They don't wait for you to catch up with them to laugh. Like, you better keep going because we're doing a bunch of funny stuff. And I'm going to say a really long, right. like huge long monologue that's going to take a while and it's going to be funny and you just need to keep up hmm. and i appreciate that i don't like being dumbed down to yeah and i feel that some of those shows you know don't they they meet me at my level and i appreciate that hmm. well um so you've just been watching older stuff nothing new what do we watch we watched something New the other day. Oh, it was a movie on uh, Hulu about the guy that invented Wonder Woman. Hmm. Do you see this? No, I've not heard of this. It's this doctor in like the twenties or thirties who is a, a psychologist, and he like had an affair with one of his like teaching assistants, and his wife and the girl he was having an affair with were kind of like in on it. So it was this weird sister wife like love Whoa. weird relationship thing between the three of them and so wonder woman was this amalgam of his wife and his little like student mistress lady who they just like all three just wanted decided to live together and like become a, not a couple a, a trip a triple toll. yeah and it was interesting because you i mean huh. you think of like superman being drawn and these very valorous you know qualities yeah. and Wonder Woman, like, was rooted in this weird, like, bondage stuff. And it was... Huh. Yeah, it was gritty, and it was weird, and it was uncomfortable. And without knowing that backstory, it would be really hard to look at an original Wonder Woman comic and, you know, Gal Gadot right now being Wonder Woman and connecting those two characters as the same person. And they said that, like, because of the weird connections that it had, like, weird sexual stuff that it, like, fell away until the 70s, when the feminist movement came about, so they revived Wonder Woman and changed it a little bit. But, huh. like, the, the golden lasso kind of yeah. deal, like, that was a weird, like, weird. fetish thing. And it was the same guy who invented the lie detector. Just, it was the same people. So that's kind of where they got the golden lasso, like, made you tell the truth and this weird kind of <laughs> thing. If the movie is to be believed, this is my only source for huh. the actual Wonder Woman origin story. But it was <laughs> it was an wild. interesting dive. I like documentaries, and it was, a, I guess, an inter, 
entertainment documentary <laughs> kind of thing. Interesting word there. In, intermentatory. Intermentatory. We watched that the other day. Huh. I have definitely not seen that one. Whoa. I think I've, did I do something wrong here? I think I did. Nope. Yeah, yeah that piece maybe. is confusing. I mean, you it's get through. Down. Yeah. I survived. It's on there. Perseverance. Yes. A couple of weeks ago, uh, we were talking and I pulled one of my like, oh, remind me to go back to this thing. And then we never did. Do you uh, know what that for was? For the record, I'm never going to be able to do oh, that. Okay. Uh, well, there was a thing and we were talking about, I think it was around Clash of the Titans. And I said like, it was a, maybe a movie? A place? Ah. Well, I'm naming listen. like the definition of a yeah. noun now hoping to spark some. <laughs> was it a word? <laughs> Was it a word with uh, ing? Was it okay? Well, I don't know what it was. I know. We'll pause. We'll rewatch all the old episodes <laughs> so that we can come back. Nah. Yeah. It's not that important. I don't remember what it was. So, how important could it be? All right. Well, do we have some, uh, you know, topicy type stuff? Cool. Yeah. You had an idea. Which one? The inner the education thing. Didn't okay. You? Yeah, I mean it's it's a loose idea. It's more of a it's a cloud that we can meander through. Okay. So originally when we were coming up with like we want to do the podcast, like what are some things we could talk about? I've always wanted to talk about education because I'm really interested in people's career paths, like when they're younger and like dragging stuff across the We don't have floors. rolling chairs. Mm-hmm. So I don't you know do what that now. is. You got a dragon chair. <laughs> people dragon, upstairs dragon, dragon chairs. Chair. <clears throat> but like our our educational paths are completely different. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested in how you like got to yours because it's very interesting to me. Like you went to art school mm-hmm. and I went to engineering school, but you continued on through college and graduated like you were supposed to graduate, you know, in a timely <clears throat> like timeline in your life manner. When I quit school, joined the army and then had to finish school later. Right. So, I guess for people that are out there that don't know a lot about art school, like anybody can get into the university of whatever and pick a major. And then you can pick a major. Like I could have picked English or engineering or whatever, but I would have had to be specially accepted into art school. Not really. Well, okay. As much as I know about art school is there's a little pamphlet that I saw on the the commercials in between cartoons. And it was like, if you could draw this tortoise or this picture of a lion, then mail it back to the Art Institute of America. And then maybe you can come. And I was like, well, I can't draw a turtle. So I guess that's not for me. So how did that go? How did, well, where did you start to want to go to art school? And then how did you do that? It's interesting. Okay. So the art school that I went to is not the same as, I mean, it's a university. It's, it's not, it's not a, drawing turtle school um those things i don't know if those are actually like accredited type things or if they're you know an associate's degree i don't know what that is but this was a liberal arts college focused around art visual art well not even visual art art and uh anybody could go it's not like you had to be accepted but it was also very expensive so most people and, and when I went to school, most people that went there were going on a scholarship. Oh, that's the lion face. I'm almost there, too. I didn't know what I was making, though. Okay, people but went on scholarships. Most people went on scholarship, and to do that, you had to be 
an art person. You know what I mean? Like anybody could go, but if you just want to walk in off the street and be like, Hey, I want to start art school. Mm -hmm. You got to pay for it. And it costs a lot. Like, okay. A lot. So most of the people that ended up going, were going there because they were already good at it and they wanted to further their thing and they got, they use their current skill or whatever to get scholarship, be able to go, which is what I did. So is that common? Like, <clears throat> yeah. were your peers like, oh, you have a portfolio and you're an actual artist, so you got kind of better financial aid? Well, I mean, I got a scholarship going into it. So I spent my senior year building a portfolio specifically. I didn't have a portfolio, but I got really interested in, in a bunch of different types of art. And my art teacher, Miss Ship, who's awesome. <clears throat> she's still around here? I don't know if she's around here or not. Hmm. That would be cool. Um, but she helped me not fake work, but I basically spent my senior year creating a portfolio, only making work to go tailoring your portfolio. Well, it wasn't even like tailoring it. It was, I have nothing. I'm going to make things over a wide variety of stuff. So it looks like I have this big wide history of different types of art. So I didn't focus really hard on one thing. I mean, imagine that if you know me, you should know that that doesn't, um, so it was like, literally, I spent the, the year making a bunch of different types of things to make, to show a breadth of potential skill and made the thing, uh, made the portfolio. And then got a reasonable scholarship from it. It wasn't huge. And that was enough to get me there. Part of the reason that I actually wanted to go to the school, originally I was going to go to University of Kentucky and they had a graphic design program which is not, I mean, it's is more of like a technical graphic design. Mm -hmm. It's not a real artistic-based thing. I was going to go there. It wouldn't have been a, any special learning opportunity, I don't think. And then I was dating a girl at the time that lived in South Carolina. And Savannah... Was she from here and just moved to South no, Carolina? No, we met at a camp, oh. and we dated for a long time. And basically it was like, hey, Savannah's like two hours from where she lives so I could go to art school, go to a better school and be near her. And so that was like the kind of, I'm not going to tell my parents that, but that's part of the reason why, you know, I mean, I'm sure it was obvious anyway, but I had to do this whole pitch for my dad and my parents mm -hmm. and like, here's the art school. This is why I think it would be awesome. This is what I'm going to do to try to get a scholarship so that I can go there and this whole thing. And they were, and they love Savannah because they would travel through it before. They were like, okay. Nice. I'm like, wow, that was easy. <laughs> so anyway, I went to school. Um, and then once you, once you get to the school, you have to pick a major just like anywhere else. But the majors are painting, uh, illustration. Uh, it's not fabrics, but it's, uh, what's the word? Textiles? Textiles, that's the word. Um, and then there's like motion graphics and 3D design and everything. And it, what they have now is very different than what they had then. A long long time ago and it was far more general then but basically you had to get a specialty in one of those things you ended up with a bachelor of fine arts degree and then they have a master's program so you could go back get a master's of fine arts um, now that school has marketing programs as well which is a little separate from the artistic side of things it's in the marketing world around graphic design and around hmm movie making and all those things and they have a huge film department and an audio department they have performing arts now it's it's pretty substantial but it is i mean you walk out with a, a bachelor's degree at least 
they don't offer anything lower than that. So does that explain yeah. that? Yeah. But both your parents had been <clears throat> to college, right? Yes. And uh, your older brother went to college. Yeah. Did your sister go to college too? She did. Um, she went to Georgetown and mm-hmm. Georgetown in Kentucky, Kentucky. Not, not Georgetown yeah. University. And um, she went for orthodontics. I don't remember if she finished school. I know she didn't do orthodontics. She started it and then changed her mind, but I don't remember if she ever finished school or not. Don't know. But she did go. Yeah. And so your but your dad was an engineer. Yeah, chemical engineer. Chemical engineer. Yep. And he um he got drafted to Vietnam. And so he finished his degree and then was supposed to start a job. I think he went to one day of his chemical engineering job. Mm-hmm. And he got drafted. And then when he came back, he had GI Bill and stuff and didn't have the job anymore, obviously. So his dad was a dentist, so he decided to go take advantage of the GI and go to dental school and became a dentist and worked for himself for his entire life. So, yeah. So I I knew I wanted to build things. I wanted to make stuff. Mm-hmm. I'd always like working my hands and creating things. And I had a physics class that my now wife was in and they were like, well, you need to execute this concept, like go build a thing to execute. And I love that. I was like, this is what I want to do. I just want to take a silly idea and make it and bring it to reality. And someone's like, okay, well you're in, I was in Florida. They're like, you need to go to engineering school. There's tons of engineering schools and UF, the, the Gators had the best engineering program, but I was in the panhandle of Florida, which is like the country, country part of Florida. Country, and everybody country. was like the Florida, Florida state, you know, football rivalry thing was really yeah. big. And I thought it was all just really ridiculous and could care less about any of that nonsense. So either one of those schools were kind of dumb to me. And somebody told me about central Florida in Orlando and it was, it was founded in like the seventies. So it was new. It was modern. Like everything was. So was the art school I went to, by the way. Right on. <clears throat> And it wasn't Florida or Florida State. So there was like me and right. two, maybe two or three other people from my high school that were going to UCF. And when I was in high school, I was doing dual enrollment with Troy University in Alabama. And so I got an associate's degree when I graduated high school just by like hmm. taking pretty much the same stuff. That's cool. Yeah. So I was guaranteed admission to any Florida school. I didn't have to like apply and like wait for the letter to come. I was a transfer student. Huh. So in my mind. Is that a. Florida only thing? I don't know. I'm yeah. not sure. Usually if you if if you transfer somewhere it's a different um uh like what's the word I'm looking for? Like the admission so, process. Yeah, it's it, and the admission process like they only accept 500 or whatever, 1000 whatever students like transfer students don't count for that same quota. Yeah. So it's a different thing. Like you don't have to it's not you versus the 12 people in your school that are also applying to Harvard. Like it's something <laughs> right. It's a different office. Gotcha. Which in my mind is much more lax and they were flip-flops and they're like, "Yeah, whatever. Come on in. <laughs> you got money? That's good." <laughs> so, I could go where I wanted to go. I was like, "Well, I'll go to UCF." And because I am a transferring junior, which people told me told me over and over again. Hey. I was like, "Well, I'll just finish engineering school in 2 years." Because I'm a junior, and math works out that way in my head, I suppose. And then I can go fly planes and go fly space shuttles, and I'll be the youngest astronaut in the history of the country because I cut off two years of school. (laughs) (laughs) And 
went down and like the intro to engineering program, they're like, this is a five year program that we've compressed to four years. Oh, cool. They're like, so this is action packed. Like, and on top of that, you have to do all your prereqs. I was like, well, I've already done those. So, (laughs) and they're like, well, you still have freshman stuff to do and you can't progress until you've done step A. Mm. Like we had CAD and drafting, which we learned AutoCAD and a little bit of pro engineering, but you couldn't do anything else. So I couldn't like stack my engineering stuff in my first semester there. Right. I still had one class because mm. in their program, freshmen started. And so I was pretty much the equivalent of a freshman, even though I was a transferring junior or whatever. And so I had to fill my day with like crap yeah. just to maintain my scholarship. So I took self-defense for women and beginning golf and ethics and cinema and dumb things. And uh, my one, like engineering 101 and like intro to CAD or whatever. So like my expectations were completely messed up. But engineering school to me was just, it was the coolest thing. And I could see myself doing nothing else because I didn't know of any other interests. I didn't know that anything other than just like going to school. I'm like, well, I don't want to be a teacher. Like 80% of the people that I went to school with and I don't want to join the military like the other 20 something percent of them I just like building things yes. and some counselor was like engineering I'm like alright okay. let's do that <laughs> and then when I became an adult and I knew like people went to art school and I was like you're drawing a lot of turtles huh <laughs> like, but that got old real quick because <laughs> I took art classes in high school right? and we did um so oh, like animation cells okay keep going. and pottery and drawing and painting and like all this stuff was super interesting to me because it was a departure from what i was used to i guess mm-hmm. everything had a purpose i had to build a thing to solve a problem where art didn't have to solve a problem oh yeah you just, that's interesting yeah. you could just make it it could be anything then which is interesting about uh when it comes to like getting grades I have a question about that too. Like that, that's always intrigued me. Well, okay. So let's back up a second though. Mm -hmm. I'm curious. What do you think? I mean, obviously it's, it's a big question, but what do you think I did in school? Cause I know that I seemed to offend you one day when I made a comment about art school and writing papers. And that's, that, that was out of pure ignorance. Hmm. I don't remember that, but okay. What did you, what did you, what do you think I did? Um, I know you did digital design so i don't know i imagine that it, i mean i don't i don't know i think that what my art understanding would be maybe not you because you did things that were digital but like if an art student like you're gonna go in here and then tomorrow this naked lady's gonna show up and we're gonna draw some charcoals and then we're gonna learn about pastel colors and like there's a bowl of fruit on that table and we're going to learn about realism. And then next week we're going to learn, learn about, you know, Van Gogh and how he did stuff. And I don't, I don't know. And so by your laughter, I'm imagining that the turtle never came out anywhere. <laughs> no, we never, never drew any turtles. We did draw naked people, which is really funny when you go to the mall yeah, and you're walking through the mall and those little kiosks in the middle of the mall, people selling sunglasses and stuff. Yeah. Walk up to a girl and you're like, huh. I've seen you naked. That's weird. <laughs> I didn't say that, but I definitely didn't stay there to look at the sunglasses very long. Um, so, I mean, you're kind of right, except that, so the first two years of the art school that I went to were foundations classes, stuff that every student has to take. I mean, just like, you know, you would have at any college. 
So your English is like this kind of stuff? Yeah. Like, Because that is a stuff that's, well, that's separated in my mind. Like, so it's that and the foundational art stuff. So we had to take, right. you know, the, like, like the bare minimum of, I took one math class. And it okay. was like maybe high school level algebra. It, it wasn't difficult. They had like an economics class that mm-hmm. you could take if you wanted that instead. Instead? Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know why you would do that, but... <clears throat> I took one psychology class. They had two. I took one. Um, it wasn't a U.S. history class, but it was like a something like that. So I took kind of like one of those things that, you know, if you're going to a normal state school or something, you would have to take two or three math classes and two or three mm-hmm. this classes or whatever. I took one of each of those. Okay. But then the other foundations were um, we had life drawing. We had to take at least two quarters of life drawing class, which are you know, still life naked people, pretty much. Uh, we had still life drawing, I think two of those. Uh, no, it was just drawing one and two, mostly it was still lives. <clears throat> then we had life drawing after that. We had a two-dimensional design, which was all kind of, it was drawing, but it wasn't like realistic drawing. It was two-dimensional laying something out making a graphic on this is all pencil and paper making a graphic or something that was in two-dimensional space this stuff is really popular now um it wasn't anything specific it wasn't a certain style it was just the practice of taking a three-dimensional thing that you want to show and showing it in two dimensions in flat space okay so then there was also a three-dimensional design class where you had to make we had to make a suit of armor we had to make uh, a piece of a suit of armor like like actual yeah, like I think I think I made the chest plate and the shoulders or something, and it was all like aluminum flashing. Hmm. You could use whatever material you wanted. But, That's cool. Um, and then there were, you know, we had to do a bunch of. I think we did some pottery type stuff in that class, if I remember correctly. There is a pottery class. Um, there were a ton of different foundation stuff that you could take, and then after those two years, it got really specific. So that's mm-hmm. when I got into like. Uh, 2D animation. It was all cell animation. Uh, 3D animation, so modeling, some simple animation there. I ended up doing a couple of interactive design classes at the end of school because they were pretty new at that time, so that's for like the beginning of programming stuff. I had to take sound design. I think I took that as an elective, but it was the same process as you would take in a normal school, but instead of taking three Englishes, you take one English and two life drawings. You get on with it. Yeah. And that's where I felt like, yeah. like with traditional school, your first two years, you're, you're checking all the boxes and it's stuff that you're, is not really relevant to your major. Some of it is like the math I took, I left school, um, with differential equations. So that was after calc three hmm. and like, but that's relevant to engineering. And so engineering is kind of, it's a fraternity. Like hmm. you have, they try to weed you out. Yeah. Which I guess I got weeded out, but <laughs> they weed you out with all of the math and all the complicated stuff. And then once you finish that, then you get to actually start designing and building, learning yeah. statics, learning how things go together, fluid dynamics and things like that. So that whenever you get your degree, you're in the engineering club. But that was one thing I remember just like, I, I want to get on with it. Mm-hmm. Let's I mean, but that's all school, really. Yeah. You know, I mean, everybody has that that part where you just got to do the the basic stuff to prove that you can do the other stuff. Yeah. You 
I'm almost but done with I the guess what I, at SCAD, they have an industrial design program, right? Mm-hmm. Which in my head is a mixture of engineering and that of like my idea of art. Is this true? Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. That's a good way to describe it. Hmm. Because it's not, I didn't take that any of those classes, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I do have a good friend, Ben, who might be listening. Ben, hey, if you're listening. Hey, ben. Uh, ben was a professor in that department for a long time. And it is a combination of, it's not engineering, understanding all of the physics and all of that type of stuff, mm-hmm. but you do have to have an understanding of physically how things work, the reality of how things would go together mm-hmm. so that you can design things in a way that makes sense for use, right. you know? So it's not necessarily like load testing and stuff like that. It's like, you got to know how people actually sit at tables and you got to know like how this piece of furniture, or not, it's not all furniture, but how this, I don't know, special well, coffee cup interacts with humans. And like how, you know, you have to have a, a it's like practical engineering. And I guess that's, that's interesting because engineering, engineering tries to factor out people as much as it possibly can. And mm-hmm. you focus on the system or the, the engine, the, the mechanics, the loads, like people are an element yeah. of a, a bigger system and not really the focus. Like it's function over form, definitely. Yeah. And so that's interesting. Like and I mean I'm sure an actual, you know, industrial designer may have a different opinion about this, but I got the feeling that that person's job is about how to make how to come up with an idea for a thing that would interact with people and with the world in the most useful connected way mm-hmm. then it goes to an engineer who like has to figure out how to turn that thing into something that's load bearing and that yeah. is whatever you know i don't know if that's accurate but that's the feeling i got hey i'm on bag three i know we're both at the same spot it's how long like have we been talking lying with the with no legs we are 42 minutes in you want to do some pros and cons yes do you, you want to you want to open bag three i already bag three's already open no. i've had it open forever i thought that was bag two. Oh. Okay, well, you get your list out. I'm going to open bag three. Okay. We may have to edit out some sounds. Or not. I have to find it in this giant box. Yeah. Bag five. Bag six. Bag three. All right, here's the dump. Ready? And the crinkle. And this bag is all the same color. That's weird. All right, bag three is dumped. Okay, so give me some. The list of pros and cons I have is the other list that Brent sent you. He sent me some before you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And someone actually wrote us an email today in the contact that I like to make stuff and gave us a list of pros and cons. So we'll we'll do those. (laughs) Uh, We'll eventually do those. But yeah, it's super cool cool. that people are being interactive like this. Yeah. So the first one pasta salad. Con. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm right about that one. I'm not. I used to be like you know that macaroni salad you would get at like Walmart. That super sweet goo. Yes. Gross. So it's gross. gross now. Back it's, then I kind of liked it, but now gross then too. Yeah. Okay. Have, uh, follow up to that. Okay. Meat salads. Ugh. Ham salad. I have eaten ham salad because I had nothing else to eat. But no, I would not willfully again choose chicken, ham salad. Chicken salad. Chicken salad. Yeah. If it's if it's sweet, I kind of like a little sweet chicken hmm. salad. 
Chicken salad sounds so disgusting to me. I don't know why. I haven't had chicken salad. There's a restaurant that only sells chicken salad. That doesn't surprise me. That's their business model. I mean, I haven't had it since I was probably 10 or something. Because it's one of those things like, I'm an adult now. I don't have to try that food if I don't want to try that food. And it may not be that bad. But like ham salad, my grandmother used to make hams out all the time. It's like yeah. cold, yep. wet, mayonnaise ham. Yep. That's but at the same is. time, a cold ham sandwich with mayonnaise on it, that's not bad. It's a sandwich. I don't know why that feels different to me, but like cold meat salads except for tuna i like tuna i'm indifferent on tuna salad i mean it's not like my favorite thing in the world but it's not bad ham but salad you, chicken salad ugh. i think the ham salad thing that you're feeling is my feeling toward the hot sandwiches at firehouse really yeah wow is it it feels like a a gross sweaty version of, a, <laughs> of an actual like <laughs> like a bus driver's had a sandwich in his back pocket and he decides like oh hey that's nasty. here you go <laughs> Really? That's the same thing with ham salad to me. Like it's just the when you go on a field trip and it's super hot in the bus and you come back to your ham and mayonnaise sandwich and it's just this ball of kind of gross. Ugh. That's ham salad. Huh. Brought to you by Hormel. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right, what you got? Haunted houses. Uh con? Yeah, I could leave them. Doesn't do anything for me. Nope. There's no reason for me to go in a haunted yeah. house. Uh, I know the answer to this one. Ranch as a condiment. Pro? I know you're a pro. I'm, you don't like ranch? Mm, I've never really been a fan of ranch dressing. Really? It It's so overpowering that whatever it is as a condiment just becomes ranch dressing covered whatever. I think maybe you're just using too much ranch dressing. I don't, I don't think I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very bold flavor. <laughs> huh. I mean, I know there's a lot of people. My wife doesn't like it. Um, and it's not like uh, it's, I don't think it's the best dressing or anything like that. But yeah, I like what it. is the best dressing? Ooh, um, wow! Like that's see, anytime you put best in something, mm-hmm. that makes it really hard. Because all in of you what, are wrong. In, in what context? Best general use dressing? Yep. If you're going to order dressing at a restaurant, but you order a ranch at a restaurant. Yeah, usually, but not always. Um, Italian? Yeah, that's, that's safe. I think that's... Because, you know, like, if you've ever had a... Yeah, you've had them here. Uh, mm. Like a good club sandwich with Italian dressing on the club sandwich. I've never had a club sandwich with Italian dressing. Those are two separate super sandwiches. Super good. Mm. No, super good. There was used to be a place in Savannah. It's probably still there. little sandwich shop. And you would go in there and get a club sandwich. And it wasn't like a hoagie club. It was just square white bread with club stuff on the inside of it but they put a ton of italian dressing on it and cucumbers so good Hmm. and so now that's what we do when jenny makes uh club sandwiches italian dressing super good yeah okay uh i'll lump these together turkey bacon and turkey sausage um honestly i mean i'm indifferent they taste about the same to me usually and maybe that's because we actually have that pretty often and i have forgotten how, <laughs> how different regular is so people who are like maybe. halal and can't eat pork i guess that's a good substitute oh yeah but i take issue with the thought that it's somewhat or somehow healthier oh yeah if you look at the package it's not oh yeah I like calorically so. like sodium wise like there's it's, it's the same thing but if you have something that prevents you from eating pork, then 
Hooray, you have an alternative. But I mean, like, do you, what do you think about the taste difference? I think it tastes the same. Yeah, it okay. tastes pretty much the same. I mean, I, I think it's one of them's a little mm, juicier, maybe. Not in a good way. Because the turkey sausage doesn't have any fat. And so it right. just, it looks unappealing. It looks like a piece of, um, like, I don't say corned beef, but like, it looks wrong. Yeah, it does look a little malformed. Yeah. Because we have some, oh, that's why. Because I screwed up. We have some amazing friends that are vegans. So we went over to their house for Thanksgiving and they had like the turkey log, the tofurkey. <laughs> turkey log. Yeah. Yeah. And I love them to death, but the, I mean, it didn't really taste like anything. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Sorry, just dropped a lion leg. But there was that part of me that wonders like, how is that healthier? Like it didn't look healthy. It looked very engineered. Well, yeah, man, slippery slope. All right, then we can go on. I, I, I wish people would stop trying to make food look like other food. Just let it be the food that it is. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to eat meat, don't try to make things look like meat. Just eat vegetables. That's cool. Vegetables are great. I love vegetables. We don't have to turn it into broccoli bacon. Just eat broccoli. That's cool. Yeah. All right, what else? Uh, arm wrestling. <laughs> Uh, pro. Are you an avid arm wrestler? When's the last time you arm wrestled? I don't know, but it's something you can do with with someone for fun or for actual contest with no other <clears throat> required stuff. You need a surface to put your arms on. There's a regular... Okay. So I know, I know. But there's a, That's a fun story. Okay. So when I was in Europe, we went to Prague um, with work. And me and my colleagues went into this bar because all of them look kind of sketchy down these weird alleys. We went in this bar that was like an American bar. Mm. It was marketed as American bar. So there's like Harley Davidson stuff everywhere. And Coca-Cola. Uh, they had some people and we're like, all right, this is kind of weird. And over in the corner, they had the like over the top. Have you seen over the top? Yeah. Okay. So a long had a, time ago. the over the top like championship style arm wrestling table with oh, little yeah. pegs and the little arm things. And then it became like, this is where we're going to be for the next week. <laughs> so we called everybody that was there with us to converge on this one spot. And we started this arm wrestling like competition with these local <laughs> Czech. It was like bar goers. Huh. It was crazy. It got insane. I'm not good at arm wrestling. So I got beat pretty quick. But then one of these guys I was with like was a reigning champion and got... As I tried absinthe, like actual absinthe. Mm. There's no little green monster things. But I tried absinthe because I got beaten by a guy at arm wrestling on the championship arm wrestling thing who bought me a drink. And I thought he was trying to poison me. <laughs> <laughs> How awful was absinthe? It tastes like, well, just like most liquor, it yeah. tastes like black jelly beans. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 It was gross. I don't like black jelly beans. It's It's very strong. But it's ah. yeah. yeah. Um, watermelon. Pro, big pro. Eh. You're wrong. Eh. You're wrong. Eh, I'm not. Yeah, you are. I'm not though. It is so good. Eh. It's something to do. It's like <laughs> watermelon is like peanuts on the table at a restaurant. Like you don't. I disagree. You eh. get to the end. Of, you get to the end of that half marathon mm -hmm. in a couple of months. Right. You will be. Well, I don't know if you would think about it since you don't like it, but if there was a watermelon in front of you, you would love it. 
You would love it. Is it context based or are you just like? No, mm, I mean, I like yeah, it. Give me some of that one. I like it, but especially during the summers when I was training for marathons, Jenny would always have watermelon cut up and chocolate milk. And we talked about the chocolate mm-hmm. milk thing before, but I would get home from a long run and eat a plate of watermelon, <laughs> like a big plate, and then drink a tall 32 ounce glass of, of chocolate milk. And the watermelon was giving the water back and a little bit of sugar sweet. And then the milk was the protein, but man, ooh. I mean, I've always liked watermelon just as a snack, so. That's how I feel about pineapple. Because <clears throat> after we would go scuba diving, yeah. you'd have this like gross and your mouth would be all dry and somebody would have like salt water kind of taste in your mouth. And on the boat, when you get back, there would always be a fresh pineapple. You cut up a fresh pineapple and that like tartness and that acidity kind of like reinvigorates yeah. your palate. I could see that. Yeah. I, I really like pineapple, but I can't eat too much of it because it's just the acidity is pretty rough. You know, that's a good way to get rid of parasites. Really? Yeah. If you have some sort of parasite, you just eat a rub whole watermelon bunch of water. No, you don't rub it on there. You eat no. a whole bunch of watermelon. I mean, watermelon pineapple. Because the parasites hate watermelon? No, because the acid, leave. the amount of, of citric acid, I think it's citric acid, in pineapple is really high. Hmm. So it's hard on your stomach if you eat a whole bunch of it, but it also will kill off certain parasites so that's why there's a lot of um countries in south america and stuff that don't have to deal with parasites because they eat fruit like that boom the more you know yeah uh skinny jeans con yeah i'm con too <laughs> what a weird question i like i'm i think i'm the stereotypical like in always sunny in philadelphia like there's a guy who thinks he's just super awesome and ready for like kung fu moves and to protect everybody all at one time i feel like skinny jeans are limiting so that if i had to spring to action in any given situation they would just pop i couldn't because i would just like i would hobble like a a claymation character that's pretty funny what's your preferred uh gene um not brand but like cut i like boot cut really because i I don't like the end of my jeans bunching up on top of the tongue of my shoe. The end of your jeans. Yeah, like the, the bunching foot of your jeans. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Gotcha. I don't like that. So the boot cuts are just like like bell bottoms. Like, they're not quite like, a bell bottom. They're it's just, mild it's bell bottoms. Slightly flared at okay. the bottom. Gotcha. Yeah. I guess I've never tried the boot cuts. Did you wear Jinkos back in the day? I did in college. I was a big rollerblader, like the. You know, tricks, grinding stuff, mm-hmm. that kind of rollerblader. And I had a couple pairs of Jinkos that were just... They were at the beginning of that. So they weren't like... You know how at one point they were like basically skirts? And they were you just get like huge. like the, the 32 yeah. whatever? Yeah. They weren't that yet. But they were still way oversized. I like how it coincided with the, the craze about like the rims on people's cars. It was like, I've got 20s. And then you could go buy some Jinkos and it had the sticker on the side. Like, these are 36s. And it was like the circumference of your pant leg. Yeah. Of the, Ridiculous. the bottom. Yeah. Uh, miracle Whip. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hard con. It's gross. Versus mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. I can't tell the difference. It's super sweet. and like, wow. I mean... I don't, we don't buy it. We buy mayonnaise, so maybe I just don't know really what it tastes like. But I don't can't think. Think that of I know like the coleslaw, that sweet 
kind of semi mayonnaise kind of taste that coleslaw has, that's Miracle Whip on a sandwich. Hmm. I feel like it turns a regular sandwich into a dessert sandwich, which is unnecessary. <laughs> dessert sandwich. Which sounds awesome. That sounds like a good the, title for the episode. <laughs> dessert no. sandwich. Hmm. Yuck. Don't like Miracle Whip. Okay. I'll take your word for it because I don't really have a context there. Great. M. Night Shyamalan. Ooh. That's hard. Uh, to be honest, I've only seen the good ones. Well, and, and I can't say I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen ones if, if they're not they're not good if I haven't seen them. The first few that everybody lauded is like, oh, these are amazing, you know, Sixth Sense. Um, gosh, I can't even think of what the other Signs. ones were. The first few, yeah. Those are the only ones I saw. So I think after Lady in the Water, I never saw any more of them. I never saw The Village. I saw The Village. Which I heard was pretty good, but I never never saw it. Um, so of those, I mean, those were really good. But past that, I don't know. Um, what about Unbroken? Unbroken? Unbreakable? Unbreakable. Never Unbreakable. saw it. Never saw it. I really like that movie. That's and a lot of people really don't like that movie. I've heard a lot of people do like it, but... I like him nice Shyamalan movies. I watch Still? Eh, I mean, it wouldn't be my choice if I was like, what should we watch today? Because, like, you know this, the spin. You know the hook. There's going to be something you don't Yeah, there's going to the be something going yeah. on. And when you figure that out, you're like, oh, okay. Well, you know, thanks. <laughs> you don't need to watch it again. They're, they're not evergreen. That's true. I guess they may be evergreen if you've never... If you don't know the hook, like if you're just so out of pop culture that you don't know that Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Yeah. But I mean, welcome. if you, if you've never, yeah, I, I guess I wouldn't, I've probably never seen any of those a second time. It may be a, a twofer, like max, just so you could go back with your newfound hook knowledge. Oh, and be like, oh, and like, that's oh, what they meant by that thing. I yeah. get it. Right. But eh, not bad. My lion has feet. I'm getting there. Uh, Harry Potter. Pro. I am also pro. I was very... I was extreme indifferent, which doesn't make any sense. But, like, I just didn't want to watch it because I didn't extreme care. Extreme indifference. And then I saw the first one, and I was hooked. We read the books, watched the movies. I like Harry Potter. And then the last one he has... Parades. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say pro with a caveat. Mm. They don't do anything for me, but my kids like them. I don't know why. I'm not sure what's interesting about that, but you know, there's no harm in them and uh, nothing bad about them and my kids like them. So that makes it a good thing. So I would say pro, pro. You've taken some recent feedback to heart, I see. Uh, no. Okay. No. I'm trying to, because I don't like parades, like at all. I think they're a huge waste of time. I think traffic's terrible. All the reasons well, to whine yeah, about a parade, yeah. like I want to whine about a parade, but someone told me that this podcast, it, in one of the iTunes reviews, that we just whine about our normal everyday lives. And I feel like parades are an extreme normal everyday life that I really want to complain about. You know what? It doesn't matter. You can complain about whatever you want to. I mean, I don't want the podcast to be complaining, and I don't think it is. But it's I, okay to complain about something. I do not like parades. I think it's a big waste of time. 
yeah, kids like it, but I mean, if you're going to put, they're bored. They're bored until some random stranger throws Tootsie Rolls on the ground in front of them. <laughs> well, so the thing that I remember about parades growing up, one, we had this parade that went through the town here, and I really liked watching the marching bands. My brother and sister were in the marching band before mm-hmm. I was, so I liked watching them come by, and it was them and the other schools. The drums were awesome to watch people march with a drum corps. That was really cool. And so I liked that part of it. Waiting for like these random people to drive by in cars wasn't interesting. Candy was good. But then after that, I was in the marching band. So then being in the parades was like a... It wasn't really a performance. It was more of a practice for mm-hmm. us. And it was pretty forgiving because like you'd play the same song like 25 times over the course of a couple hours. And so for that, it was good because it was like a practice thing. And, you know, I mean, we were going to be marching anyway. You could do it in a parking lot or you can do it where people are like clapping for you. So, so you become you become the, the star of the show. Whereas a lot of yeah, times people yeah, come to so. a football game to see the football and then you guys are there in halftime yeah. and you have like the band boosters, the people who are really excited to see the band, but in a parade is where the band shines. Right. Yeah. Okay. In halftime, most people just go get their snacks. Yeah. So it's yeah. potty break time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm not against them, but you know, if there's a parade going on, <clears throat> like I don't want to go. What if you were somewhere, mm-hmm. you're like walking around in the city, you're like, oh, okay, cool, and you turn around, and there's a parade happening. You don't have to park. You don't have to go out of your way. It's just there. That's perfect that you asked that. So okay. the the very first day we got our house in Belgium was in this cute little European-y looking you know, community, like a bakery right down the corner, little church with bells across the way. It was very picturesque and kind of stereotypical. So we moved into our house and we're waiting for our stuff to get there. And we hear this like this big bassy, just like thump. We're like, I don't know what's going on. And then we go out on our little terrace and there's like a quarter mile of people in like wooden shoes, these like purple looking robe things with some rope necklaces, just like clapping. And then there's like big bass drums, just boom, boom, mm. boom, boom, just like march up and down the street. No Shriners on tiny cars, like no like Jimbo's used car lot with Mrs. Junior someday, <laughs> Kentucky. Just they're marching for something. Yeah. They're all about it. And we had no <laughs> idea what they were doing. They were so happy. Hmm. And then people at Dan were like throwing candy on the ground and it wasn't like a huge, there were a couple people like closer to the center of town that were out looking. Super random. And we're like, this was awesome. Hmm. I could sit on my terrace and enjoy it. I didn't have to go and like, park a mile and a half away because you can't get close enough to it and i had no clue what they were celebrating but they were all about it (laughs) and i guess maybe that partially goes why i don't like a parade because if it's like a veterans day parade or the christmas day parade like it's a it's a mobile commercial and then like santa claus at the end or here's jim's plumbing supplies and then they throw candy at you or like here's the 4-h club that just walks her in the street and throws candy at the floor and then you know the a veterans you know march toward the end and so to me it just seems like a huge like billboard and hmm. then the thing that they're there to tote or that one random one in belgium like i still had no clue what they were doing but they were so like traditional about it yeah it was it seemed deep rooted i don't know what it was but have you ever been to any kind of a parade in new orleans no craziness yeah 
I've not been to Mardi Gras, but I've seen other parades there. Like, just I don't know, I've only been there once, but there was some kind of parade thing going on, and it was like that. Mm-hmm. There were these groups of people. They take it really seriously down there, and they spend a lot of time making these costumes that are just just crazy. And I, I don't know what they were celebrating. I don't know why they're in these particular groups that they're in, but they were totally into it. And it wasn't like the Mardi Gras, like naked people, mm-hmm. whatever, drunk, everybody. It was a like an actual parade celebrating something. They and, do parades every time people, like really when people cool. die, they do parades, which yeah. I think is a noble kind of cause. Like that's not it a commercialized been was, yeah. thing. Like that's a celebration of that person's life. Everybody's there for kind of, like that's admirable. Yeah. And that would be like a huge, just curmudgeon if I didn't want to show up to something like that. Right. Rather than just to go see like there's the newest Ford Mustangs from the car yeah. dealership down the street with some <laughs> yeah. random person waving at me. Yeah. So. Hmm. American normal like on small holiday town parade. parades. Eh. Yeah. Small town parade. Make the parade mean something. Like not just like we're going to honor Thanksgiving or the Rose Bowl like a football game during right. this gigantic thing that seems really wasteful also. Hmm. Like the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Tiff was in the Thanksgiving Day Parade in Chicago when she was in a marching band. And I remember she was like, it was so cold, it was chilling. And like they just, they somebody paid for them to go all the way up there just to walk down the street and play a song. Yeah. And like be on TV with like a blimp of Snoopy or something. <laughs> that seems really wasteful. But I guess that that's whining about a tradition that people hold really true. Yeah, I just don't I mean, get it. It doesn't ring with me. There's tons of things like that that you could, you could paint as wasteful. If it's not relevant to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could say that every major sporting event is wasteful because it's not relevant to me, mm-hmm. but I am in the minority there, you True. know? So, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I get that though. I, I went to England when I was in high school with a marching band and we were over there for a week and toured around and did some stuff. And then on New Year's Day, we marched in a parade. We played Two songs, really simple songs. We played them like three times. Played the Star Spangled Banner over and yeah, over again. We played again. Rocky Top. Oh yeah. <laughs> and what was the other one? It was something like that. It was Rocky Top and something else. And um, we played them just a couple of times. Walked through a very, very small part of London, and then into the Royal Albert Royal Albert Hall, and got mm-hmm. to play on the stage That's there, cool. which was super cool. Also playing Rocky Top, though, not super cool. You're walking past pictures of the Beatles and Jimi Hendrix, yeah. and I'm like, whoa, look at that. Let's go play, Let's play Rocky Top. Yeah. So, but, I mean, that was cool. I don't know what the parade was. I guess it was just a New Year's Day parade. Mm-hmm. But it was a chance for me to get to go to England, so. Yeah. <laughs> I won't complain about that. It's always that. a good day. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, there's people that really, really love parades, and they get excited about it. And I'm not trying to poo-poo on people's parade. <laughs> parades just don't do it for me it's hot out like yeah or it's, it's cold it's out parade over yeah like that's... see but they're mm. Europeans I think do it better when they do a festival it's not like the fair with the carnies and the apples they have uh, Christmas markets you ever heard of Christmas markets no. so it's it's pretty much what the name sounds like it's just a fair type event where there's local crafts and local people yeah. selling like Christmas stuff. That's cool. They have stuff called Gluvine, which is like really warm spiced wine you walk around with. And there's somebody carving off like a chunk of pig. You put it on some on a piece of bread and you walk around and it's just Christmas. Hmm. And I mean, that is overtly like commercialized. It's a huge Christmas market, but it's really quaint and cute. And you get outside and you kind of enjoy like, I would take a Christmas market over a Christmas parade. Well, you get to wander anyway. through that versus standing still and letting the thing wander past you. 
Which pretty big difference. As an American, I could be lazy while I people just parade in front of me and throw candy to me. Huzzah! <laughs> Feed me. Yeah. Yeah. But Christmas market easily over Christmas parade. Hmm. I've never heard of that. That does sound better, though. It is a winter wonderland. <laughs> then we went to one in his cave. This Ooh. Is super cool. Huh. Oh yeah, it's neat. In uh, Cologne, where um, Laura Laura's from. Nice. Amazing Christmas park in Cologne. Huh. So much fun. Interesting. We should maybe get invited. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got our lions done. Yep. The yellow lions are complete. So we have a leg. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're over an hour in. So let's wrap it up. There we do. Where can people find you? Uh, check out on Instagram at the PI Workshop. He's posting pictures of the stuff that he's building for his house. And mm-hmm. it looks good. So you should check it out. Thank you. Uh, you can find us both at I Like to Make Stuff on all the stuff. And, um, you know, in case you don't know, we do a live stream every Wednesday. We put out videos on YouTube every Monday and every Thursday. Uh, I do Making It with Jimmy and David, and that comes out on Fridays. We got a lot of content in case this isn't, I don't know how this would be your first introduction to us. But just in case, there is other stuff. That's it for this week, and uh, catch you later. Bye-bye.